welcome to My Truth Official with your host, Soulflower. Join me every week as I share wisdom, light, guidance, and truth. If you have arrived here, you are definitely in the right place and love has guided you here. The truth can be brutal, difficult to hear, and painful to accept. Yet I believe that the truth is absolutely necessary. Thank you for allowing me to serve you with love and truth. The truth doesn't need explanation. It either is, is or it isn't. Is, or it isn't. Is, or it isn't. podcast I think that it triggered some people and it pissed some people off but as I said at the end if you made it to the end if you got to the end of that podcast and you were triggered you were angry you were upset I asked you to go back and listen to it again and take emotion out of it take emotion out of it and hear differently hear differently don't take it personal Now, one thing that I know that has been going on. Um, in the podcasting world, just in the world, period, I feel like. Um, this is, these are my personal feelings, right? And I wouldn't have created a podcast if I didn't feel like I could come to this space and be honest and say what I feel and not worry about pissing people off or not worry about people not liking it because that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here for you, right? I'm not for everybody. I am not for everybody. And I came into this understanding that, right? I came into this understanding that, so Men, I feel, this is how I feel. And I'm going to talk about women too. So on this one, I'm, I'm finna, we're going to talk about everybody. Everybody, tag your in. So I feel like men think that they can just say whatever they want to say, no matter how brutal, how nasty, how mean, um, because I'm a man. I can say whatever I want to say. And, and what I say is right, because I'm a man. Wrong, Right? That might be your perspective through your lens as a man and how and your experiences, um, our experiences make us into who we are and how we view the world. And I even, I say that about myself. My experiences have created and shaped me into the person that I am. And I view the world through a one, through the eyes of a woman. And I view the world through the eyes of a black woman, right? So the way I view this thing, the way I'm looking at this thing, because I've sat back and I've been very, very quiet. I avoid certain podcasters. I avoid certain, I don't, I stay away from certain things because it pisses me off. It pisses me off because men just feel like they can say whatever the hell they want to say, right? I mean, first, they it used to be the rappers that would get on here, call us all kinds of tricks, tricks, hoes, bitches, 
whatever used to be the rappers now the rappers have put down their mantles and now the podcasters are picking up their mantles and now they're continuing where the rappers left off and the whole time i remember thinking my god women won't say nothing women are scared to death to stand up and defend themselves scared to death to open your mouth and say something i was like all these female rappers and you mean tell me can nobody come back and say nothing to shut these people up no we just let them call us bitches and hoes and all kinds of stuff and we said absolutely nothing and i couldn't figure out why women never stood up women didn't rise up just seemingly went along like there's women that are so silly that they get on these platforms and they agree with the shit that these men are saying oh yeah they're right bullshit but I understand, right? I understand why women aren't saying anything, but that don't make it right. Women, even even with me and other female podcasters that try to get on here and speak and be the voice for women, be the voice for the silent, women won't even, you won't even stand with your sisters. The one thing that makes these men so powerful is because brothers right, wrong, and indifferent are going to stand with each other black women women period won't stand with other women you mm, women won't stand with other women if we all unite hell if you if you agree or don't agree with what i say it doesn't matter as long as it the appearance is that that's my sister i have to agree with what i say but we have to stand united. That's how the men keep, that's how they keep their status. That's how they keep their position is because they all stand together. They will not go against each other for any right, any reason, any reason. You hear some men now, let me take that back. Some men are starting to, to step up and say, um, nah, that's bro. That's not right. Like that's not right. We shouldn't be doing that. We shouldn't be doing this. Now, some men are starting to open their mouths. Granted. But for the longest, a man could be wrong as two left shoes. And another man would not get in and say, bruh, your shoes are, you know, on the wrong foot. Or, bruh, you wrong for that. Never. Never. It's called accountability. But black women, until y'all stop, until we stop, we got some, we got some fixing to do as well. Like, we will not support another black woman to save our lives to save our lives. I don't know if it's because you feel like if you support uh, me or other black women that that's somehow going to take away from you. Absolutely freaking not. But here's the thing. If you can't clap for somebody in their season, guess what? When your season comes, if your season ever arrives, nobody's going to clap for you either. some of the things I said that that pissed some people off and I appreciate these people for having adult conversations coming to me and having adult conversations with me or texting me or whatever and saying you know you said this but I didn't understand what did you mean by that so let's talk about some of those situations um one was that um (laughs) so 
So one part was that all men want women to give them the best of themselves. Um, you know, just do everything for them while they give nothing in return. And so one person's argument was this. If a, a man feels, right, if as long as I'm providing for you, I'm giving you everything, that's, that's my declaration of love. Like, granted, he said, maybe I don't know how to love the way I'm supposed to. And maybe I am emotionally emotionally connect disconnected but if I'm doing these things for you that's like that's my token of love that's my token of love and he said is that not acceptable while I'm trying to work through my emotional issues and uh I thought that was good I think that is acceptable as long as you are trying to work through your emotional issues but don't present Um, But as I said to him, don't present yourself as being this perfect human being, even though there's no such thing as perfect. I'm not perfect. No one is perfect. Like you don't have anything to work on. Right. And then, like I said to him to say it up front, like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I, I got things I need to work on. There's things that I'm trying to work on, but you know, just be patient with me because I'm trying. I'm, and I accept that. Like, we don't write brothers off, right? Because everybody has the ability to change. But there are some that just aren't. They're stuck in their ways and they're not going to change. They are not going to change. This is for the some that are not going to change and that don't think that they need to change. The other part that I think was triggering for, for some um, was that when I said some of y'all have the personality of a tic tac? Okay, petty, maybe, but true, yes. And what I meant by that was like, um, it's some people that just there, there's nothing. There's no conversation. Try as you might, you can't connect. You can't connect. You can't get them to try new things. They're they're boring. They're not exciting. They. It's, it's sad. It's sad, you know, and it's really sad. And I don't mean to, I didn't mean to be, I wasn't trying to be nasty, but it was just, I was feeling it right. And I was in a moment and you know, when spirit moves me, I say what needs to be said, but it's true. Some people, and this is not just a man thing, right? There's some women that have the personalities of an effing Tic Tac as well. Like you just have nothing to give. You have like nothing to contribute. Not to say that that can't change at some point, but right now as it stands, you have nothing to contribute to this. So that's just not a man thing. That's a woman thing. I'm never did I say one time in that podcast that women didn't have things that we don't have things that we need to work on. Not one time did I ever say that, but the reason why I said the things I said, because I was addressing the article in psychology today about the rise of the lonely man. So I was speaking to my perspective as to why men are lonely. Right. And I, and I brought my human side to it. I brought, I brought my, uh, a, a lot of myself to it. Like some of my childhood experiences as to why I can no longer afford to just, um, be willy nilly or just 
wild and loose or like just not careful of who I bring into my space or who I allow around me. It's important that I know that I'm safe at all times. I cannot afford to bring someone into my space that is not emotionally well, someone that is mentally ill, someone who is violent. I cannot afford to do that. I know that those things are triggers for me and they are triggers because of how I grew up. And those are some of the things that I learned um, while I was doing my work, while I was working through my emotional issues, healing my childhood trauma, the generational family curses. This is stuff that I understand, whoa, those are triggers for me. I also know from doing my work that I need to know, I need to be safe. I need to be around people that 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 feel like honey. I need to be around people that feel like honey. If anywhere in me, I get an imbalance in me from being around you, my peace gets disturbed in any way, I'm sorry. And I don't care who it is. I can't be around you. These are things that I have come to learn about myself. These are just things I've come to learn about myself. That doesn't make me better. I'm not by any means saying I'm the greatest catch in the world. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying is these are things that I know about myself, right? You could be the greatest person in the world and have emotional personality disorders. Be mental. You could be the greatest person in the world. But I'm just saying for me and in, in, in my life, this is how I operate. And let me tell you, I'm not just talking about men, you know, or the the opposite sex. I'm talking about across the board, right? Co-workers, family, I'm talking across the board. I don't allow into my space, into my cipher, into my sphere, that type of energy. I just don't because I don't operate well with it right? It's going to instantly make me defensive instantly. Like, Oh, like it's a breach. It's a breach. I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. So I wasn't saying that, you know, people are emotionally unstable and you know, I don't hell. There were times as I was processing through my childhood trauma and my pain and and healing my pain body that I thought I was mentally ill. There were times that I, I think I was right trying to process it trying to live life trying to move past it through the things that had happened to me in my life but not sitting in it and allowing myself to feel it right a a huge part of it for me was trying to hold the burden of it you know like oh this happened to me, but this is why my dad did that. You know, this is why my did dad did that because when he was a child, blah, blah, blah. No, no. I, I, it, it got to a point where I couldn't make excuse, excuses for my dad anymore. I couldn't be the burden bearer for my father anymore. And, and as long as I was trying to hit, um, carry that load or carry the burden, I couldn't heal. I couldn't heal. I couldn't heal because I couldn't accept that while I was trying to carry the burden, I, I I didn't realize that I couldn't allow myself to be mad. 
I couldn't allow myself to be sad. I could I couldn't allow myself anything because I felt like while I'm carrying this burden for the things that were done in my in my childhood that I was somehow um I didn't love my dad or you know if I if I admit that you know there were things that were done um you know the, the violence and all that the, everything that made me just afraid um that somehow I didn't love my dad if I was if I admitted that my dad did these things and the, the not yeah that I admitted that my dad did these things and that the things that happened in our household made me the way I was because I'm trying to carry the burden I had to be honest with myself that there were things that happened and it wasn't my it wasn't my um it wasn't for me to carry it like it wasn't mine to carry right I became who I was as an as a result of the things that I experienced and the things that I saw and I say my dad but trust and believe it wasn't just my dad it was a lot of people it was a lot of violent ass people in my growing up right and people on the outside looking in probably was like oh my god you know they they got their mom and dad da 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 you don't know what the hell when somebody goes in their house and shuts their damn doors you don't know what is happening on the inside of that house and nobody's gonna run out and say oh my god you know this happened at our house last night because <laughs> our you know the older people in our family would tell you what goes on in this house stays in this house right and one of the things that i realized right i've had so many freaking light bulb moments trying to work through all of this is that the thing I think that affected me the most, I can't speak for my sister and I can't speak for my brother, but I would be willing to say if they could put it into words, they would agree. It wasn't what happened. It was that we were always left to figure that shit out on our own, right? Like we hear all kinds of stuff in the middle of the night, right? But we're in our bedrooms terrified like our mom would put her tell us to go to our rooms don't come out no matter what and we were terrified right we didn't know what we would find when we got up the next morning we just know we were instructed not to come out of our room and the next morning we do get up and we come out of our room and we're eating breakfast and everybody's look all the adults are looking stupid in the face and nobody's explaining to us what the hell happened so all day we got to go to work we got to go to school rather and we got to you know, try to focus on what we're in school for. But we're also wondering, like, what what happened? And is this going to happen again tonight? Right? So for me, as a child, I've learned, I've, I learned to self-soothe. And I still do that. I still do that to this very day. And I'm accepting and understanding that it's so bad to the point at times where I can't even allow people to help me. I won't allow people to help me. Because... I feel like, oh, no, they're not going to do it right. Only I know how to soothe me. Only I know how to soothe myself. Because I grew up in a household where I had to, right? And and these are things that my parents had no freaking idea. The things that were happening in our household and how they were being handled. How it was impacting us. How it was impacting me, right? Right? They had no idea. 
And I can't say that they didn't care. I just have to say that they didn't know any better. So when I say that, you know, um, I'm choosing to do things differently from my mother, that doesn't make my mom a bad person, right? She didn't know any better, right? And I'm sure as a result of um, the things that happened in my um, childhood, I tried to make things totally different for my son, but did I do things right? I think, I think I did do things right because my son's one hell of a guy, but, um, I didn't do things right. Right. I smothered them. I smothered them. Whereas I didn't feel like the people that raised me, the people that were around me in my growing up were protective enough. I overcorrected it with my son. Right. And my nieces and my nephews, I was just overprotective of everything and everyone in my environment. Whew. That's a lot. Now, in my father's defense and men's defense in general, in general, not, not at all, not at all do I believe that all men are absolutely the same. I'm not trying to take this paintbrush and paint every man the same color. And if that's how it came across, I am not talking about you. There are some men that are absolutely um, connected emotionally but there's a large majority of men that are not again these men are that way I believe based on their upbringing and we don't even realize it so when I say they don't realize it but when I say go back and rip those wounds open take that little raggedy 30 40 year band-aid you got on that wound take it off and sit in that pain like oh man my whatever the situation is you know my mom used to let her boyfriends beat the hell out of us my mom used to do this or whatever whatever your poison is go back and face it because there is that a part of you that is there I had to go back and get my younger self I had to go back and get her I had to go back and get her and and stuff keeps coming to my mind and I keep having to go back and get pieces of myself but I'm acknowledging and I can't even tell you guys like the more I talk about this stuff like it's like it's this heaviness that's on my chest and on my heart and the more that I talk about it it's almost like breathtaking it almost takes my breath away because somewhere in my psyche somewhere in my soul like oh my god she's letting it go she's she gets it. She's letting it go. And I'm telling you, there's no type of relief instead of worrying about people saying, oh my God, all men are this way and this, that, and the third. Don't worry about that part. Listen, don't, don't listen to the, what the stinging part. Listen to what is there? What? There's a part of me that's unhealed. Listen to that part. Listen to Don't listen to the things that make you defensive and the things that make you want to fight because that's that inner child. Like, that's that little child. Like, how dare you say that I was a kid? I couldn't protect myself, right? 
I couldn't, I, I couldn't protect myself. I didn't have anybody to protect me. But now I'm an adult and I'm never going to let you hurt me again. That's what makes you jump to the defense. That's what makes you be like, uh-uh, wait a minute. I'm going to unfollow her. I'm not going to listen to her no more because I can't. No. It's that little kid that's like, oh my God, are you trying to say that this is my fault? Because I, I didn't, I, I couldn't stop these things. I was a kid. So that's the kind of stuff that, that's what I really, not really meant. I meant what I said on that podcast. I meant what I said, but this one, I just wanted to come back and like touch on some of the points, right? Cause like I said, some people reached out to me and they wanted clarification. So I'm trying to clarify. I'm not, not by any means. Yeah. There are some women that took time and they went out and they healed themselves and they loved on themselves and they worked through their issues and we're back, right? We're back and we're healed. We took our licks, we took our lumps and we're back and we're healed. Did every woman do the work? No, no. Every woman did not. Every woman didn't even know where to start. Okay. Every man didn't know where to start. Are there, are all men not healed? Absolutely not. But there are some of y'all that need to do some work. There are some of us that need to do some work. Acknowledging that, right? Oh, one other thing. Someone said for you to say that it, it seems that black men don't care about us. Well, it does. I mean, I stand on that. I stand on it. I stand on it. Black women are the most unloved and unprotected women in the whole wide world. Excuse me, I drink a little water. And I stand on that. And one I see differently. When I see differently, I'll come back and acknowledge it. I'll come back and be like, oh my God, we are so loved on and cared for and protected. But I don't see that now. That's not my reality right now. So I'm going to stand on that one. But that is really <laughs> what I wanted to talk to you guys about in this podcast. Um, no apologies. I'm not apologizing for the last podcast. I just wanted to elaborate. And like I said, some people approached me and they wanted um, some clarification. So I hope I did that. You guys go over to um, Facebook. I have a whole page on Facebook. Um where you can chime in. We can have these discussions. If I get enough people interested, I'll go live. We can have live discussions about this. Like, um, we, we got to learn how to communicate instead of, uh, being like, Oh no, she's wrong. I'm not going to listen to her because she's wrong. No, you, you, we all have different perspectives. We all view the world through different eyes, literally and figuratively. We all view the world differently and it is because of our experiences. So that's what I really wanted to share with you guys today. You know I love you. I really do. I do. But like my grandma used to say, I, this is this is medicine, right? I'm going to say something and it ain't going to taste good. But medicine never does. I love you. Peace.
Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to support My Truth Official, you can find me on every social media platform, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at My Truth Official. Also in the green room on Spotify, my username is Sage Soul. I thank you guys for listening. Join me and the other Trubians as we continue to uplift each other, support each other in love. Thank you for listening. You know I love you. Grow in peace. Love.